Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blue Abroad Show. It's Monday, the 15th of May. It's 2023. We have just concluded round nine. We've just done the player ratings. Big night for all of you tonight. And I'm joined by Pommy, as as I always am. Mate, what up? Hey, up. I'll be just like time to see. I know, right? Where you been, mate? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh dear. Well, another loss. Another loss. Another loss. Another cycle of, uh, what do we call it now? Pain management? Disappointment management? Feelings management? Um, and we and we wait ever so patiently for the turning point and it didn't come on the weekend. But what do you do? We have a game next week, you know? Not just any game either, Correct. I might Correct. add. Not just any game. Yeah. So what are we going to do? Sit here and just willow and and just sob our way till Sunday? Is that is that the move? Or do we just get the fuck on with it? Acknowledge it. Frustrated. We have questions. We're going to ask all the questions tonight. Uh, and, and, and that's it. Like, what can you do? Seriously, what can you do? Well, I mean, I always look at it this way. I always try and treat myself like I treat the players. Mm. And I hope right now, Monday 7.01, they're not having a cry about it. Do you know what I mean? I hope they're not having a cry about it. I I hope that they're saying, right, okay, we lost because of X, Y, Z. This is what's wrong with us. Okay, now it's fixing it. Now we're yeah. fixing it. Now we're fixing it. Yeah. Look, footy, sport, life, it all comes in waves. You could argue that we had a bit of an upward wave at the start of the season. Yes, we weren't playing at our best, but we were finding a way to win. Uh, fans, for the most part, we're, we're attached to the results as opposed to the process. We don't like the process. It's a dirty word for fans, but suck it up because that's what it is. So we had a bit of an upward-ish trend on the ladder we'll call it and then the last you know four to five have been a bit of a downward trend uh, we've come up against better teams who we expect to be improving against and as we sit at the end of round nine we're yet to see an improvement against the quality sides generally speaking now does that mean that's it that's defined does that mean that that's going to be the story for the rest of the year as we sit here right now, who knows? Who actually knows? The signs might look like it. The signs might look like right now, it just doesn't look like they've, they're able to do it. But knowing how sport works, knowing how it all works, that something has to happen. There's got to be some circuit breaker um, of, uh, of sorts. And we hope that it's this week. And we hope that it's the next week or the next game. So... But I'm with you. They've got to find. They've got to find it. They've got to find the damn thing quickly before the season starts really pulling away. The great Kevin Keegan once said, "We know what's around the corner. We're just having we're just having difficulty finding where the corner is." And uh, <laughs> and uh, like never that. true words. Never, never true a truer word spoken. I mean, I think when you take 
you, you, you take the performance and you actually, sometimes you've just got to look at what it is. And a great friend of mine this week sat me down to one side and said to me that there's a teaching philosophy, which is catch them being good, catch them being good. Uh, and a lot of research has been into the psychology of children, which in funny enough reflects on adults. And he says that you can sometimes spend too much telling people what they're doing wrong. Sometimes you've got to say, okay, they're a bad kid. Let's catch the time that they did something right and try and focus that to get them out of the rut they're in. And that's how it feels at the moment. Because I think when you break that game down, right? Execution fucking woeful. Like one out of 10. One out of 10. Like that first... I watched the game on 0.5 speed. So just imagine whatever you're suffering, Pom watches it in half speed so I can pick things up off the ball and for my review. And honestly, that first half is is a disaster zone. I picked 10 examples of things we did wrong. I could have picked 100 from the first quarter. Do you know what I mean? It was that bad. And that's the big thing. That That's the big thing. It, it's now... They're standing on the shoulder of giants, but they need to climb into the ear. Mm. And who can take that leap? And that—that's the—that's the issue. That—that that is the big issue, I think. And it hurts. It hurts because we believe in them, mm-hmm. and we know they can do better. And I think that's where the anger comes from. Correct. I like this from Jeff. We are going to tough it out. The future need not ever be the recent past. Loyal criticism is welcome. Never, ever surrender baggers. I like that. Criticism's fine. We have to. It's what we do. This is what we do when we demand more. This is our role as a fan base, right? Demand more. Expect more. Want more. Push for more. Push them to be better. But also there's there's now, there's like a mechanism now for dealing with it all. We, we have things in place now to, to deal with ourselves. Uh, I thought Saturday night was very painful as an experience but now as a fan like fuck we've got somewhere where we can come you know flesh it out get it out of our system and don't let it linger for too much and i hope the boys have something similar as well i'm sure they do there's got to be something at the club where they've got a mechanism where they can move on but also it's it's so difficult so difficult to not get drawn into the future and not get tied down by the past and to stay present and and I feel like that's a big part of what we're seeing right now. They're just not able to dial it in and stay present in the moment to execute. I I hope the players don't have my coping mechanism for a bad day at work. And that's a, a, a 10 minute poo break in the toilet, reading Instagram and Twitter, because I tell you what, if they're doing that, I think we know why they're playing so bad, but um, I, 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 I don't know. You, you know, you know, the big thing for me is I like to know why things are going wrong. And you can see, you can see it. And I think that's what makes me more angry because mm. it's so obvious. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm sure, you know, what always makes me laugh is if you sat Wheatering down and we'll just take two kicks. I'm not picking on Wheaters, but he's just one that springs to mind. Guarantee if we recreated that scenario in training now, Nine times out of ten, he hits Jim Cotter 20 meters in front of him. 
And then, you know, the next kick goes forward and the forward entry looks the sex. He looks sexy. And I've heard a lot of talk about forward connection this week and it does make me laugh because I'm like, okay, cool. You've got to understand forward connection though. If you say forward connection is shit and all the media have talked about this post-game, they talked about it for about 20 minutes. When your forward connection is kicking a ball from 55 metres out, of, of the 50, almost halfway line, it's always going to look shit. But then go back and watch the third quarter when they did hit up that inside ball. There was runners and the ball was coming in closer. They started to hit the targets in better positions, hence the goals, right? So everything is everything is linked. You're only as, only as good as your weakest link and you can only ever be as good as your highest, highest link, your strongest link. So... Everything's, everything's synergy. Everything's cohesion. Hey, look, Pom's doing it now. Cohesion. Even I'm using the bud word. But the way I look at it this way is we're at war. So, ladies and gentlemen, how I'd like this show to work is, yes, it's fucking horrible. Yes, we're at the wit's end with this team. Some of you are microwaving the membership. Some of you have even counseled your direct debits. I get that. But this week, we are at war with a team called Collingwood. A history, 150 years in the making. And if we're going to come on this show and fucking go, everything is shit, sack Sayers, sack Diesel, sack Voss, your enemy hears you and your enemy sees that as weakness. So this week, it's about one thing. We are at war with the black and white side of Melbourne. And you know what? I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready to fucking die for these boys. And in a conflict situation, when my mate gets shot, do I tell him he's a stupid idiot for fucking jumping out? Or do I pick him up, get him behind cover, patch him up and say, come on, mate, one tomorrow into the breach. I'm going with you, mate, and I'll die with you because that's what we're doing. We're about, we win We win this weekend. Fuck me, you'll all be fucking saying, can we have a visit to Penfolds with Sayers? That's what it's about. We need it. Well, I'm ready. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Let's go. I'm going to play. Hate, right, man. Hey, of course. Of course. We're going to spend... We're going to spend some time. We're going to watch the fan cams compilation. We're going to review round nine pretty quickly. And then we're going to get on with it and start talking about moving on because that's what we need to do. But I'm fired up. I'm about to bring you all back down. Stand by. <laughs> Welcome to the fan cams. After the dogs beat us, 11 goals, 13, 79 to eight goals, 11, 59. In yet again, another painful watch, another painful experience. <sighs> I'm 37 years old, right? The final siren went, and I don't think I've missed my nana and wanted a hug from her for probably 20 years. And she died when I was 16. And you know what? I, I think the only thing I want in the world is a cuddle from her and just uh, tell me it's going to be okay. And then, fuck me, didn't they deliver what they've delivered all season? It got a little bit tough, a few mistakes started, and then, bang, somehow 20 points. And Terry, we're talking 2018 shit. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? 2018 shit, rudimentary basics, and... 
it was all right when it was 2018. There were first-year players and they were just held together with sticky tape. Like, that is... Fuck me. Yeah, I don't know. I thought during the week, I thought, oh, you know, let's try and be a little bit upbeat. Get around them. You know, don't judge it all eight weeks in and blah, blah, blah. But again, to have two home games in a row where your fans have rocked up in droves and to not kick or to kick only a goal in 70-minute patches of football. Um, yeah, I think it pretty much just sums up where we're at. Just a middle-of-the-road, bang-average team at the minute who will be in these type of games and be kind of hardish to break down for moments, but then just probably not good enough, I'd say. So, um, yeah, don't know. Don't know. I thought I thought the last eight minutes were pretty, pretty damning as well on our midfield group. Um, three clearances, three goals conceded, and I don't know the pattern of what's happening, like the narrative around the club since 2015. I've actually never seen it before <laughs> with any club. Right, I go cool. every week because because I love I love the emblem, mate. I keep saying it. It's all about that monogram. I don't give a shit about anything else. I don't care. I don't care about the board. I don't care about the coach. I don't care about the players. I really don't care. Look at Liam Jones tonight. Does anyone care about Liam Jones? He was your favourite son two years ago. No one cares. That's the only thing you care about. i tell you what. So the, the kicking issue that you mentioned earlier, just like the way we kick the ball and the, and the problem that that's going to cause us against Collingwood, I mean, that's been an issue all year. For whatever reason, it seemed to be happening slightly closer to goal tonight, which I think is probably better. So it wasn't so much exiting the background as it, uh, back line as it was eg- entering the forward line. So maybe it's a, another kick or half a kick closer to our goal, which is a, a good thing. How many tackles do you think Patrick Cripps laid tonight? Take a guess. Oof, I haven't checked. Five. Oh, five, he laid zero tackles, Terry. Very, very poor. There's no dare, there's no want, there's no hunger. And as soon as that hunger and adrenaline comes into their game plan, which we'll get to, look what happens. Half an hour of game, and all of a sudden, we look all right. Yes. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like that first quarter, those four, you know, who knows which direction those snaps went. I feel like every fan is confused. Yeah. Like we're all we're all so confused and worried about what's going on. Just kind of screaming out, laughing. I wasn't at the game. I said I'm not going tonight. I said no, nah, I'm not. I'm not wasting my Saturday night. Please, whatever happens, whatever you know, we're here as Carlton supporters, and that's why I'm here, man. Because I love this channel. I absolutely love everybody on this channel. And, mate, even now I'm getting emotional saying that. Happy Mother's Day to the mothers out there. Hope you have a great day. I'm going to see my mum at 9am, take her out for brekkie. Uh, and then we gear up for a big week ahead. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, a lot of questions and a lot of disappointment. And it all feels all too familiar. So... Have a good night, everyone. Take it easy. Go Blues.
and we're back. <laughs> still want a hug from my nana as well. I know. I still want to give you a big cuddle, mate. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. don't, 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 don't worry. The, the rewatch gave him my, uh, my, my hug. It had those reality. I don't know if anyone else notices it, but I really do think we deal with win, with losses better than we used to. I really do. We've been doing this for years. I've done every single fan cams for, what is it, three, four years now. Um, I think barring one in the preseason this year. And I remember at the start having real anxiety about what's to come every time someone would come on because you, I'm not here to control what anyone's feeling. But over time, slowly but surely, it just got better. So I just want to acknowledge those that, that come on. And I don't know if it's because we're just tired and exhausted of yelling and screaming, but I really did enjoy watching it back when I was doing the edit there. I'm like, fuck, like some, the, the articulation is becoming better. So I want to acknowledge that. What happens when we win? That's going to be painful. <laughs> the carry on. I think that's probably the sad thing, though. There's there's an element of sadness. What you said, we're probably used to losing, yeah, and and that's a dangerous place for any human being to be apathetic to to to, to negativity. It's very it's very dangerous. You should resent failure. You should resent anything negative. You should go out of your way to live your life in a in an area of positivity, and you hiss. At the very sight of it and society is a hard place sport is a wonderful thing sport is our release from many of our mundane and mediocre activities in life it's the one time where we get to be superheroes we get to be warriors we get to feel part of something that's greater than ourselves and it's very interesting because the world you've only got to look at the comments on some streams of people who don't like me or there's maybe one person in the world who doesn't like Terry. Terry's a vanilla ice cream. He goes with everything. Don't um, know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 it's a wonderful place, society. Society is a wonderful place because you can find negativity anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Um, and unfortunately, negativity isn't like football. Football, you see 23 men now coming to get you. 23 men. Unlike life, it's usually faceless burner accounts do you know what i mean from mum's basement do you know what i mean with too many consonants in the name but that's what it is that's what it is and you know what this week here is the week where you've got to look at uh, find it funny when people analyze it and i love the fact that so many people analyzing the game you look at you look at the game you look at the game and i've seen some weird comments third quarter count and play differently it's factually incorrect. It's the same as the first quarter. The biggest difference, the biggest difference from the first quarter to the third quarter is that first kick worked and then the running ahead of the ball got better, which made the handball happen. And I got to, I played golf this weekend with my mate who works up at Melbourne. And he said to me, he found it quite funny when people started talking about the handball because he said to me, Pom, do you have any idea how hard it is to play this game and handball when the nearest bastard to you is 30 metres away? He was like, do you understand how hard that is? He was like, and he was like, when people talk about Richmond 2017 fast-paced, their entire training in 2017 was improving their aerobic engines. So four or five people were at every contest 
and with the ball carrier. He was like, when that happens, it looks great. In reality, that requires commitment, but also bravery. If you're not brave to come off half-back and run with your midfielder at the risk of losing it in the back half of the ground, it's not going to work. And that's what you saw. The And my biggest issue with this football club at the moment is that F word. And it's not failure. It's fear. It's yeah. fear. And fear... I'm a big advocate that fans of the culture, I said it last week, ignore your monogram. Ignore your your Latin set motto. Ignore that. The real heart and soul of this football club isn't a player, isn't a past player. Fuck, it ain't a future player. It's you guys and girls in the audience. It's you guys and girls at the game, on the watch along, in Beirut, watching it on a fucking phone. That's the heart and soul of this football club. And when the fear is there with the fans, because fear equals extremism. And right now we've got extremism like sack the club, move to Tasmania. Do you know what I mean? Sack Do you know what I mean? Bring my mate in, Doug, down the street. He once played football. He knows what he's fucking on about. When that starts to come in, that's a huge, huge issue. Fear yeah. is huge. And that's why... We've got to fucking disregard the fear and do what we can do. And Bugsbell, you're right. We can't kick for them. We can't. But we can remove a bit of the fear. We can remove a bit of the fear. We can remove a little bit of the doubt. We can remove a little bit of the fucking negativity. We can literally tell these boys we believe. Because this week, tell you what, people don't understand the importance of this. And it's all right, everyone going around saying, burn the club down. But I tell you what, right now, this week symbolizes a fucking lot more than fucking win losses. They lose by 60 70. Uh, you've seen the fallout from the media at fucking against Brisbane, and no one cares about Brisbane. Do you know what I mean? Half of their fans think fucking Darren Lockyer is the best footballer of all time. He didn't even play AFL, right? Imagine if they lose, heaven forbid, to Collingwood. Fuck me. That's an easy pot shot, and that is a fucking huge issue. If that happens, I actually, in my heart of hearts, think if they lose, I genuinely believe that 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 they might never recover for that. The, yeah. the feedback, the the vitriol from the back of it, could be far too much because the club they're on their back foot now. Heaven forbid that happens, that could be fucking horrendous. Yeah, this week's this week's for the fans, no doubt. This week is is for the fans in in the way that they conduct themselves because it's funny because the club the club will push away the history in certain aspects you could argue rightly or wrongly there's been a real clear rebrand we needed to change the way that we did things because the way that we used to do things got found out sorry to break the news to you we cheated and so we, we, we had to change the way we, we went about things and the way we thought about things. We had an arrogance about us. Sorry to break it to you. So that process of change is painful. Watching them right now is painful. Where I'm unsure of, I'll tell you where I'm unsure of. I'm still unsure as to whether the pain is a sign of growing pains or the pain is a sign of a sinking ship. I'm with you when I when I watched it again. I was pretty I was pretty deflated on Saturday night. 
when I watched it again, I'm with you. That th- nothing changed in the third quarter other than a little bit better execution. And I I hear we we could hear in the crowd those of you that were in the crowd that are in the audience right now. I'm curious to see if you felt it as well. And let's just take the Harry Mackay kick for an example. You could hear the jitters in the crowd. We were all feeling this. Oh. And I would go as far to say as Harry couldn't shut it out because it was so deafening. You, you couldn't shut it out. The hard part is, as a fan, like as a fan that goes to a game and as a fan that carries this disappointment for, for so long, uh, we don't start. We don't start like that. We don't start the game wanting to be disappointed. We get disappointed with the first turnover, then the second, then the third, and then it compounds really quickly to the point where in the second quarter it was dead silent. And that's why it's so important for literally the first five, 10 minutes to just get some confidence, like get us into the game, bring us into the game with the first 10 minutes. Cause if you lose the, I feel like watching them at the moment when they lose the crowd early in the game, it just gets louder on them because they don't have us behind them to, to bring them out of a, out of their thoughts and get them back into the moment, you know? Yeah. When a dung beetle rolls shit, it starts it starts like a fingernail. Mm. By the end of its journey, it's almost 100 times bigger than its body, and that just shows you how quickly shit can go from a small bit of shit to a whole big stinking fucking tur- ball of shit. And it's amazing. That's how negativity works, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? The self-doubt, the first kick of the game, do you know what I mean, was a turnover. And it, it kind of set the course. Uh, of the rest of the game. And I see 22 boys at the moment struggling, struggling with with themselves, with where they're at, what they're about. I don't think they're confused by the game plan. Uh, I, I just think simply that it, it requires some kind of, some kind of commitment and, you hear players talk about new game plans. Max Gorn made a great comment um, the year they missed out on finals and then won it and said that we now see our we see our game plan as our safety blanket. We 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 rely on it. It's what it is. And you've got to remember that your game plan is great. Fine tactics are hilarious because what you tactics are great. You've got to remember that there's another team on the other end as well who their tactic is trying to fucking destroy you and. This week was a real funny one for me because Voss said something that did concern me. Um, and he, 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 he sounded surprised at how the doggies work. And the doggies are one of the only teams in the league who are good who flood their D50. And they'd done their homework. Go back and watch every spoil they made. If you use your AFL app and click any player with a spoil, it'll bring up their highlights and you can sort it by spoils. They flood the corridor and every spoil went in the corridor. And that's why Carlton got killed in that first quarter because they took the corridor away from Carlton knowing that they could bring it back that way. And Carlton reacted to that really strongly. In the third, they used their brain. The only way you can beat a flooded corridor is handball over people. You can't kick your way through it. You have to take the game on. And that takes a bit of balls. You've got to take the contacts and handball it off. And what's really annoying about this football team is and I'm not making an excuse at all, but when they do it, fuck it looks good. Yeah. Fuck it looks good. You, you 
that third quarter, you could almost believe that they were a good football team. And But it's not as easy as when people go, I saw a comment on Twitter and I couldn't stop laughing, right? And me and my golf mates, they all work in sport. We had a real good laugh. Uh, someone had said, why can't Carlton just play like the third quarter all the time? And we were like, oh, fuck. That's vi- revolutionary. That's a visionary. Oh, the, the club will be wanting to play like that. They'll want to play like that. But in reality, they can't because of a, a lot of reasons. 90% of them are on the players. You've got to remember, Voss sets them up. But Voss doesn't say, we're in, I want you to miss hit your target by 20 metres. Voss doesn't say to Chinkotta, I want you to make this run when we get the ball in transition, but you're not going to be fucking kicked to. You're not going to be handballed to. They're things that the players have to execute. They're the players that have to execute. And there's no more excuses for this football club. You look at their GPS data, they're in the top 10 running sides in the competition. Do you know what I mean? That's fact. So fitness isn't an issue anymore. Now it is literally that one. It's that 1%. It's that intrinsic thing that few people have, even fewer people exercise. And that is what they've got to fucking start bringing out. Because you know what? Before you know it, we're going to be doing this show and we're going to be doing a fucking rebuild if they don't find it. And that is the cold, hard facts. That's the cold, hard facts. But you know what? I don't fucking want that. I don't want that. Because you know what? They aren't bad footballers. At the moment, they're playing like bad footballers. But truth be told, these boys have done it in occasions. It's now fucking finding that belief from every single one. The fucking woman who makes the cup of tea in the morning to the guy that mows the lawn, finding that belief. Because you know what? There's no better ask in the competition because Collingwood, hate to say it, playing some damn good football at the moment. And Mm. they are probably two or four rungs on the ladder above us at least. And what a great game to fucking blow off your fucking shitting yourself. What a great game to throw it all away. What a This is literally a game of pitch and toss with our lives depending on it. Mm. Yeah. A lot of commentary around the game plan and where's the game plan and, and what are we trying to do? I look at it a little different. I see what we're trying to do. I see us failing to execute what we're trying to do. And for those who came on earlier, and the, I mean, the, the discussion, and again, there's no right or wrong. There just is. Everyone feels from from here to here, from extremely pessimistic to extremely optimistic, and everyone is just in between. Um, but the, the thing about people mentioned Teague, you know, he had unlocked us. Well, when it came time to have a structure after he unleashed the shackles, we, we had to come back to this point where you've got to have a structure in place and you have to play some advanced football. You can't just go out there and say, go on, boys, go have fun for 23 rounds. It's not Didn't get us into finals last year. It's not going to work. There needs to be an elevation of the way they play the game and the system that they use. I That's where I'm optimistic that it is growing pain and the painful watch right now is growing pain. The second half was interesting because there were moments where I was watching it and I'm like, all right, yes, yes, muff the kick or yes, yes, quick handball, but muff the kick. It's that final bit. Now, it just raises a question of what it is. We all just want an answer. I don't like, there is no answer. There is no answer. We're just going to have to wait until it either comes or if it continues to go down this route, we get to the end of the year and we make changes, list changes, football department changes. Like that's it. What, what can you actually do? 
Tell me what you can actually do. And if 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 you say sack the coach, okay, great. But bring in who? Like, what can you actually do other than that? And maybe that's why this week is an important week because it could be a bit of a circuit breaker, mate. Because it could be I mean- it could be a little bit of history, could be a little bit of something extra about the game because of how much it means to the fans and how much it it means to the club. You know, and it could get their mind off whatever it is and and whatever it is that's on their mind and it could get them thinking about something different to what they've been doing in their lead up because it's not a, it is a four point game. It is only for four points, but you know, this is also the team that, you know, really scarred us. So, you know, to dig deep and and be able to find something on your dark side and, and get that revenge against a team that's done that to you. I'd hope that that's what they'd be thinking or feeling. Firstly, Terry, please never say it's four points. Collingwood, so much more. Collingwood is so much more. Of course. It's dynasty building. Because all the dynasty sides that Carlton have ever possessed have beaten Collingwood. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of the prerequisite. Manchester United, you have to beat Liverpool if you're going to win the title. Have to. Rangers Mm. have to be Saudi to do it. Means a little bit more. But for me, when people talk about the game plan, I, I I don't mean to laugh, but I do laugh because people simplify it and go, play like Collingwood. And I'm like, Cowton missed 27% of disposals uncontested in their back half of the ground. When you've got a disposal efficiency like that, you could have Clarkson. You could fucking create a dream team. Lee Matthews, Clarkson. You could resurrect John Elliott, change the board and have the old guys you liked. But if you play like that, doesn't matter what the system is. It doesn't matter what the system is, right? If you can't execute basics, if you can't run ahead of the ball, you ain't going to fucking, don't matter what your system is. doesn't matter. You could bring your fucking precious Teague back. Fuck if you're Boltons, mate. Bring him back. Clarkson, Matthews, Dave from the dog and duck. It doesn't matter who you play. When the basics lose you, you can't do anything. If you're a golfer, and you hold the ball, you hold the club wrong-handed, you aim left and you aim right with the club, you're never going to fucking hit it straight. The only way to hit it straight is by making an error in your swing. And if you have errors in your swing, it's not repeatable. That's the certain thing. It's like how people simplify it. Last year, Carlton actually attacked the wing more than they did this year in that eight and two. The difference of it was the elite runners with them moved the ball in the middle. Move the ball in the middle. There was options for it. Now them options are gone because players aren't running. Players now, uh, and this is a statistical fact, starting to drop back to protect themselves because of where the ball turns over. Cowan's majority of their turnovers are in their own D50. Do you know what I mean? Last week, why it looked a little bit better is we were 20 metres up the ground. It was the second kick that fucked us, usually because the first guy ignored the second kick. So... It's one of them little weird things. So now for me, I hate, I love sacking coaches. In fact, I think I'm probably the most successful podcaster at sacking coaches. I've sat the last two very early on, very early on. I I, I could see it. Now we're at the stage where do I like this game plan? I don't like anything that requires backline buildup. However, 
as the game is all forward pressure, makes total sense. It's where all the sides are the most vulnerable. So I'm willing to back it in. Now you've got to give him, you have to, because you know what? People saying season over round eight. I don't know round 23 where we'll be. Could be in the fucking finals. This is the third week Voss hasn't been in the finals as a football coach. So that kind of says to me, I don't think we've played brilliantly all them games. Says he's done a lot better than the other guys he's had. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I would say that the big thing, the big thing for me is that the boys have to execute. And if they can't execute, go out and find someone who can. Yeah. Right? Because I think you're seeing a very fragile group of footballers, a very fragile group of footballers who have been battered from pillar to post seven, eight years in this system. Carlton, you said there, Carlton have cheated for it, for their flags, which I understand. Um, all, all the sides did that then. Carlton got busted. Do you know what I mean? It has been documented. But every other side has adapted to a modern-day way. And I feel like Carlton still look for quick fixes all the time. All the time, quick fixes. Look at 2017, Carlton's best finish under Bolton. Bolton later out came out and said, and it was confirmed by multiple sources, right, that he was told to play a more aggressive game plan, that this 100 points was shit. These 100, we haven't scored 100 points. That's a problem, right? He changed it. It went fucked up. We brought in Teague. All Teague did was for nine weeks of the remainder of the season, just took the shackles off and said, go out and play chaos football. He's then started to bring in a system. The pressure started to build. Carlton don't defend hard enough. They were a top defending side. Carlton don't win enough contested possession. Remember Lee Matthews' quote in the second last season, Carlton are a fraudulent football team that they have four of the best winners of a contested ball and they don't do anything with it. Carlton suddenly started to play defend real contested football under Teague ultimately is devised. It's always quick fucking fix, right? Correct. So someone at the end of this season has to fucking make a decision, right? And this is, I'm going to shelve, sack the board, sack the coach talk till round 23 is done and Correct. dusted. Because, Put it there for a bit. No, and there's Correct. a reason because then someone's got to go into that club with a fucking brain, with some respect for this football club and go, this is the plan. And guess what? Fuck everyone this plan is going to be stuck to no matter what fucking happens. No matter what happens. If fucking Nathan Buckley is in the radio going, oh, Carlton, don't fucking switch the ball. Fuck him. We don't switch the ball. That's what we're about. But we need a fucking identity, Terry. Identity, Terry. And I see it weekly with these boys doing something different where it's almost like they're appeasing the media. When my mate texts me after Cherry's interview that he looked like he was going to vomit from fear, that tells me everything I need to know about my place in the Carlton community. They are already vomiting. They are already shitting themselves because they're reading the papers, they're going on Twitter and stuff like that. So, boys, if you're listening, fucking we believe in you. This anger isn't because we hate you. It's because we fucking believe in you. You, you are going to go out with 70,000 Carlton fans on Sunday, a player team that fucking hates you. And I'm going to be honest, look at Collingwood's list. Is there one likable twat in that list? Probably not. Go out there and fucking bring it home. Because I'll tell you what, there's no one in this league who fucking deserves it more than we do. We've seen some shit. I had a beer with my Richmond mate, right? And he can't understand how shit we are 
and how we keep doing it, right? He can't understand it because they don't get it. They don't love anything as much as we love this club. Mm. So fucking go there and bring it back. Go and bring it back for us. Yeah. It's painful. It's unacceptable and it's not good enough. But overall, we 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 can't act in a way where we throw the toys out of the cot the same time this happens, the same time we're challenged. This is hard. We're in the hard part now. The hard, the hard patch of the season has arrived right now. We're living through it. And nothing's worth having in life that isn't hard. No, correct. Right? Is it? It's not worth it, mate. A six pack. You can't just fucking go to the gym once and get it. But six packs look fucking good, don't they? Everyone wants one. Yeah. Right. Everyone wants one, but it's hard work. It's sacrifice. It's fucking hard to get one because if it was easy, everyone would have one, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Being in a stable marriage with beautiful kids, not everyone has it because it's fucking hard, Terry. Yeah. I hate my wife as much as I love her at times. It's hard, but you know, the payoff is fucking rewarding, right? Everything is hard. And for those asking me about Bruce Matheson, Bruce Matheson is the biggest self-serving wanker Fucking of all time. Imagine yeah. loving this football club so much and your family being steeped in its history that you have the balls to kick it while it's down and do fuck all about it. And that is the problem with this football club. Too many self-serving, odious, about-me wankers that want to take it away from you, the people, and make it about themselves. Bruce yeah. Matheson wants a car parking fucking icon that says B Matheson president. That's what he fucking wants. He doesn't really care about flags. He doesn't really care about URI. He wouldn't even know what fucking the inside of Coles looks like because he probably gets some dickhead to buy it for him. So fuck the Mathesons. Fuck them all, right? The next president of this football club better be a guy that I have a beer with because anyone who makes their millions from fucking pokies is an absolute toss pot and should be burnt at the stake, knobhead, so he can get fucked, right? This club is about us. We're the fucking people. We are the people. I'm sick of hearing about these dickheads who wear suits to dinner. Fuck them. They're not mm. my people. Up and about, mate. <sighs> you got me going. This is war, Terry, to me. This is... this no, but also there's... Else. No, listen, there's something to be said for the past and this... I understand what we were and what we what we built. The harsh reality is the last 28 years do not actually matter on Saturday, on on Sunday. They don't matter. Bruce Bruce can feel the however the, however much he feels. I, I I don't remember the last time I heard or saw him anywhere really. Um to take that phone call from the media and anybody who took that phone call from the media when the club was was struggling this week and decided to make a quote for the mainstream, knowing exactly that their name would be printed like that at this point, says a lot about what says a lot about what happens when things get hard and what you resort to. And there's a few says of a these lot. names. Just wait for Carlton to do shit so they can put their shitty little thoughts down. And I told you, know you so, and I picked Mate, it, and I've been saying it for years. If if you're one of them people, write your thoughts down on a piece of paper, right? 
my address, you can PM me, I'll give you it, mm. but you just write the address to the left-hand side. And then what I want you to do is get an envelope, right, and fold it half, fold it half again, one more time. Just ram it up your ass because that's where the fucking opinion deserves to be, right? Mm. Don't fucking air it. Because at the moment, I see my team fucking crippled at the moment. Couldn't give a shit about the board. Like, this talk about the board, let's just... You've got me on a rant here, Terry. What do people no. think the board do? Honestly, what do you think the board do? Legit, what do you think the board do, right? A good board... I work with a board of directors, right? The good ones just put people in place to do it. And they just sit there. And you know what they do? Every fucking December, they pay themselves a little fucking bonus for my hard work. And my team's hard work, and then the other department's hard work. That's all they do. That's all they fucking do. That's all the board do. In a football club that is technically owned by the AFL, it does even fucking less because no cunt's got any money into the club. The AFL filters it down through the equalization system, right? In reality, all you need, one of you guys could do it. Just pick a guy, back him in, and go... You're in charge of the football side of things. Oh, you're the caterer. You're in charge of the catering. That's all they fucking do, right? They don't do anything else. They don't magically come in. You get Elliot's fucking son in. He's not going to come in and make his 95 Carlton. You're high if you think that's going to happen. I would actually say Elliot would be the worst choice as a president of this football club because the pressure of his old man's there. And every day you're going to go like this. John Elliot didn't do that. Elliot didn't do that. It's going to be worse for him. Look mm. at Jack. Everyone says, why can't he play fullback? Because his dad did. That's what Elliot Judy is going to have. So in reality, fucking, I don't care who is the chairman. Don't care who the president is. What I really want is people in their place doing the right job and then being given the backing to what goes on the board. And what mm. happens? That's what really needs to happen. It's what good, successful football clubs do. That's what good, successful football clubs do. Right. Let's circle back. I feel like I blinked and it's 7.45 p.m. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's so fine. Um, okay. The reserves. Let's go there. I guess we're done talking about round nine. <laughs> so we'll leave that there. We're a bit all over the place, but that's okay. What is happening for this week against the Pies from a reserves slash availability level that you think is going to help us win this game this week? If I was coaching in this, I'd play to my strengths. They're doing right. very well contested side of... They've got one of the best contested footballers, a specialist, Tom Mitchell. He's he's a genius at what he does. And it's no surprise they're going better in that avenue. Carlton have got to think, right, we're vulnerable. You've got to make it ugly. You've got to take away that free-flowing football and say, you know what, we're a better ugly football side than these guys. Mm. Uh, you make it hard. You make it honest. You make it tough. You make it tough every game. And that's what I would be saying to these boys. I'd be saying, I want no fucking heroes today 
who are going to take 60 fucking meter fucking cross field kicks like last week. This week, you come in, you fucking scrap for every ball. I want players covering the blade, every blade of grass as if their life depends on it. And that's what you do this week. And you fucking make it hard. And you ask them, how much do you want it? How much do you want it? Because we want it fucking more. We need it. Pies are already, what, eight and two? They don't need this. We need this. So who is the, who are those people? Honestly, it's a tough one, isn't it? Who would you bring in? Um, I'd actually, whether this is a contradiction for what I've said over the last few weeks, I'd bring in Jack Martin. Bring in Jack Martin because one thing about Jack, he can use the ball under pressure, going in, kicking the ball inside 50. Yes, he has inconsistencies, but I really would consider bringing him in for this game. I'd consider bringing in... Oh, I don't know if Ollie will stay in the side. Do it. Do it, Terry. I know what you're going to do. Bring in Zach Fisher. <laughs> I knew you were no, going to do it. No, actually, I'm not sure about it yet. Seriously. No, dead serious. I'm not sure about it yet. I'm not sure about it yet. I don't. I mean, the, the, the hard part about what happened over the weekend was that the VFL, like the reserves of the reserves, played against the under-18s. We had a lot of AFL-listed players that didn't play. Fisher was one of them. Dow was another one. It's, it's hard to get a read on what, what decisions you can make for this week, you know? Tough one, isn't it? I mean, the only one I had in my head was Boy, just purely because the back line was poo bucket. Yeah. In ball movement-wise, ball movement-wise, yeah. and that's imperative to what Voss is trying to do. Yeah. Is throw Boyd in and say, look, take the game on, but... I want a bit of culture in this game. People who get it. Yeah, you know what I mean? So correct. I think Hollands is due a rest, but Hollands is you and me. You know what I mean? Like when I asked him the question when I did my draft preview, what's your dream as a footballer? It was to win a flag for Carlton. It wasn't like the others win a flag. He specified this club. Had to be this club. So mm. part of me wants him there. So whether that's as a sub role, I, I think if they are going to rest him, Give him the sub because I think that them legs and that speed turn me on. Part of me wants Chincotta there, though, because he's a mongrel and it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It always is. So you definitely want players with that that balls, that balls to get dirty because if it's going to get dirty, I want some fighters there. I want some fighters. So Jack Martin maybe isn't enough fighter for me. He did all right, but he was playing against under 18-year-olds. All right, I've got my thoughts again. I'm back on track. Of the list, if you're Voss, right, how many players do you think are on the list that are there because they're just there because he they were there when he got them there? Like, I'm really curious to know how many of them actually as a, as a collective suit what he's trying to do and this kind of goes back to that cycle of sack the coach too early you bring in a new coach new philosophy um this is why it pisses me off so much when people say sack him now because i don't know if he's got everything he needs 
to do what he wants to do. We're too impatient to let it happen. But at the same time, we need to show progression moving forward to get closer to a premiership. And I feel like there's probably six or seven of them on the list right now that we just don't get anywhere near enough from that are likely to probably not be there moving forward. And so you kind of got to make do with what you will. And that is where I think Brian Cook was, what Brian Cook was alluding to last week. It was a very good, um, and I don't think many people have picked it up, Terry, but I thought it was very good. If, if Honestly, I think just of the players that have played, right, who have played more than two games for this football club, I would say, in reality, if you sat Nick Austin down over a beer and said it would go no further, I yeah. count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players... I would say in his world wouldn't be best twenty-two. They're there as backups, uh, but they are somehow in the football team, and that's either because of injuries elsewhere or because other players see grass and shit themselves at the moment. Um, it's funny, but I, I, I think that there is definitely six to eight players that, in an ideal world, we'd have. But these are all hypotheticals. It doesn't like. I hate talking about the coaches. I, t I hate talking about the board because it's not going to fucking help us Sunday night. Sunday it's afternoon, exactly right. Sunday afternoon. I, I saw a few comments in the chat today and I was, I was at work today and uh, everyone's giving me shit. Uh, what happened to Carlton? And we do a tipping competition at work. By the way, I am one of two people at work that actually follows the football, which is madness in a Melbourne-based um, workplace. And... <laughs> a lot of them were saying, I told people last week, no, no, don't worry about us. We're, we're in trouble. This week, for some reason, I've built up the courage to be pretty confident about the pies. Now, that could just be the cycle of of someone who's completely lost their mind. Um, I just fail to believe that what we are seeing over the last four to five games, take out the West Coast game, so four of the last five, I fail to see how much more lower it can get before it starts to turn around there's something there's 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 something different about it I don't, I don't know and again i will take the point that i may i may be insane i probably am you've you've all watched it week by week for five years you've watched one week at a time either a decline or a bit of resilience but for goodness sake we need a circuit breaker don't we if you don't believe it's always a worrying thing. If you don't believe in the best, mm. there's no point doing anything in life. Like it gets tiresome. Um it, it gets to, I mean it gets it gets tiresome that people critique people. It really yeah. does. Do you know what I mean? Like like I, I've seen more pot shots this week about different podcasts from other podcasts than I have anyone actually addressed the real fucking issue. Why can't Carlton hit targets? Why can't Carlton execute the basics? They're, they're the problems Uncle Pom gives a shit about. Yeah. Pom doesn't give a shit about anything else. I don't care what Terry said on his review. I don't care what Joe said on his fucking preview. Couldn't give a fuck. Because the what is actually going to win me football games and make me happy is Jacob mm. Wheatering hitting a fucking 50-meter target fucking more than once a game. Right? That's what I actually care about. 
that's that's it. How everyone else chooses to celebrate this mighty football club couldn't give a fuck because at the end of the day, we're all in it together. So whether you fucking are blindly thinking we'll win by 40 or think we're going to lose by 200, that, that that's your call. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I am mm. here to say, though, that we all fucking want to win Sunday afternoon and we all want to fucking win a flag, do we not? And we might have different ways, but I want to fucking win. Do you know what I mean? And I know one thing. I'm going to see 23 of my men wear our navy blue and they're going to go to war with Collingwood. And I'm sure as shit not going to fucking tell them that they're going to lose. I'm sure Mm. as shit not going to say, don't bother coming, boys. Because if you're saying they're going to lose by 100 points, I want to see no fucking negativity if they lose by 40. You're only allowed to criticise them if you hope that they can win. Because that's what they need to go in. They need to go in there and say, we can win. If they're not, fuck me. Let's just wrap it up now. Call ourselves the fucking Australia show or something. Just Mm. chat about current affairs. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of a readiness. There's a lot of a readiness to uh, to attack when a sentence from a 15 paragraph article is put out on online. Case in point, Brad Lloyd's comments. Um, they picked one of them, which didn't look good in isolation. Um, they put the quote. Oh, I can't remember exactly what it was. Put the quote to the article, but the quote didn't look very good. Right. I actually read the article um, and he's, he's literally saying it very clearly, very clearly. We want to play finals. We're here to play finals. We think we've got the personnel. We think we've got the structure and resources. So we want to play finals. But for, for some reason, it's it's like we're waiting for. And, and that's is that just part of people? Is that just a human thing? You think you think we are so conditioned as human beings because like the. I say this all the time, the dirty little secret and the reason why mainstream media is mainstream is because it caters to the masses. That's because the masses have a a pleasure, a guilty pleasure in in failure or, or a guilty pleasure in fear or in negativity or in anger or in scandal or in watching something fail and crumble. Not many are willing to to see see beneath what's actually happening. And that's what makes it so difficult especially when you when you when you're doing a, when you're doing a you know a show you're creating a platform all opinions are welcome all opinions are welcome but it's it's the basis from which they are formed which I find really difficult to to sift through mate you know what fucks me off the most as a pom is when people just totally piss over the beautiful language that we gave the world do you know what I mean? The one good thing we gave the world, aside from me, it's probably our language. It's fucking everywhere, mate. Um, and all three of them have said the goal is to play finals, which last time I was at school, which is going way, way back, but yeah. I always thought goal literally meant it was the object for what your aim or desired result is, which means the end of the road. Do you know what I mean? Your goal when you go to work is to turn up at work alive, mm. right? And everyone going, ah, oh, Carlton don't want to play finals. All three of them have said the goal is to play finals, which means that's the desired result. Like, if you don't understand what goal means and are, PM me. 
I've used this language for 37 years. I'm pretty good at it. Like, there's a fine, like, fuck yeah. me. It flags my head. There's a fine line between being, I, I think, my observation, there's a fine line between being angry and critical at the club and using sport, using the club, using your love and passion for the club to take out the frustrations and the failures in your own life on somebody else for not doing their job. When if you looked in the mirror, you'd realize you probably have the same criticisms of yourself, but you haven't been able to actually do that for yourself in fear of doing that. I notice a real fine line with that. Call me soft. Honestly, so, sometimes call me soft. you all But I believe... Mis- Sorry. No, I was going to say, call me soft. But I believe. I do. Mate, I think you're right. I mean, I, I actually felt sorry for Chera because Mrs. Pom, I know you all love her, but she's pretty good at taking what I've said and deriving a total different version of events, right? So... I actually understood Chera because Mrs. Pom does that to me a few times. I'll say one thing and she'll take it in a new fucking version. And I'm like, fuck are you on about, babe? That's not even what I said. So it, it's weird. And yeah, I mean, like, I, I never like words. I've been on this show many a time. I remember having the COVID rant about Liam Jones. And if, for those who remember it, when I said all these people saying that Liam Jones has to take it if he cares about the community, let's see where we are in two years and see if you're still posting about social justice then or if you've just done it because it's niche. Um, words are words, man. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you say I love you or I'm sorry. It's the action that makes the words real. Do you know what I mean? So for me, Cherry could come out and start singing freaking the Fugees. I don't give a shit. Just win games, bruv. Do you know what I mean? Win great games, put situations in place to win it. So, like, for me, Jesus Christ, like, you're not soft, Terry. Like, fuck mm-hmm. me. That word is amazing because genuinely the person who uses soft, tell you what, if I took them to a bar back home, they'd probably fucking cry in the corner. Do you know what I mean? Let's let's see how hard you are when a right hook fucking hits your chin. Do you know what I mean? It's very easy to say soft, but fuck me. Everything's soft nowadays, and I thought that word was banned. Yeah, we're in a we're in a we're in a we're in a hard spot. We're in a hard time. We're in a tough time. Tough. Do you remember the old saying, "Penny's mightier than the sword." Penny is Penny's mightier than the sword. Is mightier than the sword. No, tell me about. You know that saying? They always say the pen is mightier than the sword. It was wrote by someone in like the. 16th century who actually refused to join up um to see, see action to protect his country so it's a complete cop-out phrase my pop used to say you try telling me a biro is important when some bastard nazi shooting you with a machine gun he's like you tell me how strong the pen is then words are fruitless actions are everything and for me that's what you need to focus on at the moment and that that's what i'm pushing this club for like do you know what i mean yeah. the talk about presidents it's just going to be another boffin he went to Emmis College. He probably goes to church once a week. He has the relatability of a fucking Christmas tree. Like, mm. it's just another, it's just another melt, mate. You know what I mean, yeah. I care about you bastards who are either for or against it. And you know, people say this, oh, they haven't given us any reason. They haven't given us any reason to believe in them. Mm. Have they not? 
hasn't this over a hundred years history taught mm. you that there's something fucking great about being part of Carlton Football Club? Doesn't the smell of Icon Park, the shitty little splinter seats, doesn't this show the hard work that every podcast makes, Prendercast, My Blue Heaven, The Cheer Squad, Us, The Carlton Show at the start, doesn't that tell you that there is some belief there, that there's some love there? Do you know what I mean? That there's some real fucking something deeper and linear. That doesn't give you faith and that's not worth protecting. Do you know what I mean? Carlton is Carlton. That should give you some love. That mm. should give you should give you some faith and a reason to cheer and believe. Because this club is greater than 22 men out there on a Sunday afternoon. This club is greater than the fridge little magnet that is Michael Voss, bigger than Hanson, it's bigger than Russell, it's bigger than me, it's bigger than you. Fuck, it's probably bigger than Jesus. Probably more people fucking go and see Carlton than they do go on church on a Sunday. Tell you, right? Yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah. And also, there is also another bit of reality. We're supporting this team till we die, right? That's what's happening. That That's what's happening. The players will come and go. This group will either do it or they won't. The next group will come. They'll either do it or we won't. We will remain fans of the club and supporters of the club. As much as we say, I'm done. I'm at my wits ends. If I don't win this week, I'm done. I've had enough. The joy's been ripped out. <laughs> we will stay. And that is why it's special. That is why it's special. Uh, and Sunday, Sunday is, it's actually a little poetic, isn't it? Carlton in the lowest of lows, Collingwood in the highest of highs, at the MCG, the Coliseum. It's going to be, it's, yeah, I think people have forgotten how hot it's going to be because it's personal this week. It's it's actually personal this week. I would think for the players, well, definitely for the fans, to have to sit there and have copped what we did <laughs> Since August 2022, the last week in August. Um, and that's where I think a circuit breaker, that, that's where I see something different in the lead up to a game than what we've seen over the last few weeks. Um, so I, maybe I, I we're going to say round 20, that, round, that, that game you reference is probably the start of this mental fragility. Yeah, agreed. Like Sydney Geelong. Yeah. Right. This is, this is it. This is it. This is the chance to fucking right the wrongs. Well, you know what's These more. Guys. You know what's the most powerful part about this Sunday, and this is why I would hope the boys don't have a fear of losing to Collingwood. What? How much more painful a loss could a, a loss be to Collingwood than what we saw last year? In actual fact, it's probably a silver lining. That is the worst possible way emotionally to lose to Collingwood because of what it meant out of finals. Or, everything that was on the line, but it's done now. It's out of the way. It doesn't get any worse than that. So what's there to fear? You've already lost to them. You've, they've already broken your heart in, in their moment. That you, you can only rise from that moment. That was rock bottom. That was, the, that was one of the most painful moments of our supporting lives. And I think it can be used I think it can be used for serious motivation this week. It just, we've already lost to them. There's nothing that they can do to us that they haven't done to us before. 
mate, pain is something that they should be used to by now. Like I, I tell you what, if these boys aren't loose to taking an L, fuck me, I don't know what they're going to be used to. But mate, this game means so much more. It means everything to them. It means everything to us. Stakes don't get much higher than this. They don't get higher than this. And you know what? Remember my pop saying to me, he bought a ball once. It's probably the best team talk I've ever had when we were playing yeah. soccer. But he was like, I paid $200, um, 200 quid for that ball. And they're playing with our ball. And what will you 11 gentlemen do if someone stole your ball? You go out there and you fucking kill someone and bring it me back. And um, that's it. Do you know what I mean? They're playing probably with our... With 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 our with the respect we crave, we want to be where Collingwood are now. We want to be fucking top of the ladder. We want to be yeah. the fucking talk of the town. So you know what? Go out there and fucking take what's yours. Because you know what? No one gives you anything in this life without asking it. No one opens the fucking door for you anymore. You know what you do? You go out there and you fucking take it. You fucking kick that it, door man. until the door will, will open. If the Absolutely. door doesn't open, you kick the door fucking in. That's what you do Absolutely. when you walk through there and say, this is my fucking house. Let's Absolutely. do it. Let's take it back. Yeah. I don't know why. I just have a feeling this is a bit of a rogue show. It's more of a hangout than a blue abroad show, but I'm loving it. I just, I'm going to put a link in the comments. If anyone wants to come on and just, I don't know, <laughs> talk a little bit, come and join us. I'll put it. I'll put the link in the comments for a round. If anyone wants to come on, we'll come on and then we'll end the show after that. But yeah. Give Bye. them one more. One more chance. What's one more chance going to do? <laughs> it's the only way to remove the curse. Go back to the scene of the crime and, and right the wrong. It's the only way. As my pop used to say about his beloved Man United, right, whenever they lost, he always used to say, your, your sports team is like the old boot in the back referencing my grandma. Yeah. It was like, sometimes you're with it for so long that you've got to stick with it no matter what. And yeah. do you know what I mean? Unfortunately, that's you've chosen Carlton. You're stuck. You're stuck. You can't change your teams. They're the worst human beings in the world who change their teams. Do you know what I mean? Especially after the age of 14. <laughs> I can't wait. This is career-defining, this. This is massive. It, it's weird. Because, do you know what I mean? Carlton, imagine your mindset if Carlton won last week going into this game. You'd feel a little bit better, wouldn't you? You'd feel a little bit safer. I love unsafe, though, because unsafe means you do something heroic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm about to be joined. Where is he? Christian. Hey, boys. How are we? What's on your mind, mate? Well, all I'll say is that I'm actually, if I've learned anything following this channel, one thing I've noticed is um, a lot of people say that um, they were born after the year 2000, so they feel the rivalry more with Essendon. It's a narrative I hear quite a bit. I don't know why. I was born in 2001. I've never felt that. I've never felt that. It's always been Collingwood. So I was there around 11 last year, and I was there around 23 last year. And I felt every single moment of those losses. I felt it. It is. It was all I could think about in the off season. All I could think about going into this season. And yeah, we, the Carlton Collingwood rivalry. It hits different to me. 
And I would hope that now, after last year, it hits differently to everyone else as well. I think it might have unified us all. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for that. Yeah. yeah. This generation didn't have a heartbreak story with Collingwood, did we? No. Where it meant something. No, good point. Um, Very good point. It's interesting because um, a few people have mentioned it. And you look back on last year, it was the exact opposite going into this game. We were sitting eight and two. We we're on top of the world. They lost to West Coast. I think they were, were they five and six, four and five? I don't remember exactly, but... I remember we all went in. We're like, we're going to win. We're going to win this game. We're better than Collingwood. We probably were. We mm. didn't, did we? I still see that Silvani ball <laughs> when I close my eyes, and I think, oh, I was ready to go off. We all were. <laughs> and all I can think about, honestly, I'm like, I know. All I can think about is Charlie putting one through the middle and just turning to the Collingwood fans and left, giving them a, <laughs> as the siren goes. That's all I can think about. If I'm being perfectly honest. Well, that's my dream. That's what we're all hoping for this week. Yeah. No, there's, mate, something mag- there's something magical about this game, though, in the Christian, because I think that Collingwood are probably the most active on social media as well. Uh, good mate, good mate of ours, um, good mate of mine, old Swoop Luke. He, he's like a proper Collingwood fan, isn't he? Because he's actually <laughs> all right off camera, but he does give 10 out of 10 on the wanker scale, doesn't he? Like absolute massive bell end vibes, and I like the guy. Uh, that's probably why I like him because I probably have the same vibes to them. But there is something about them in it because they are your enemy is always reflective of you, and they are probably us in black and white in the terms of they hate losing, they love winning, they worship their history, they hate us. So it's a perfect storm. It's a great game. It's a great game. It, this doesn't get you up and about. Fuck me, you're probably dead. Yeah, uh, absolutely. If like th- these are the games I live for. Like um, I don't know about you guys, but the rivalry games—they're the ones that I live for. Like they're the ones that I want to be a part of. You want to be there. You want to be in that atmosphere. You want to because at the end, it, it's all on the line. Like it's either the worst of devastation or the highest of highs, and I think that's what makes it so special. And. Mm when we win on Sunday, we're going to feel the exact opposite to what we felt last year. Love it. Uh, <laughs> when? Love it. Love it. Love it. I'm, nah. I'm at work. I'm at work today. I'm getting shit spoken to me by Richmond fans, by Sydney fans. And I'm thinking, no, no, not having it. It's not. No, it's good I stuff. Walk, walk back into that office after Sunday and look at all and say, what now? Huh? Yeah. What now? <laughs> Good Come stuff, on. Christian. Mate, thank you very much yeah. for joining. No worries at all, mate. Thanks for having me. All right. Cheers. Yasu, Jimmy. Yasu, Terry. How you going, Paulie? <laughs> well, why are you two speak a different language that I don't understand? Right? How are you doing? <laughs> That's a great thing, mate. It's a great thing. Oh, mate. Uh, it's been painful. It's been painful, but I've got, I've got this gut feeling that I'll, I'll get up this week. They have to. I mean, what's left? Really? How many times have we seen this situation, like where they've been, like, what more can be said? What more can be said about what's not happening before it starts to happen? You know, like, how much yeah. more down the rabbit hole can it possibly go? I just hope they 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 put up an effort and take it to them. Even if they look, even if they did lose it, they don't get done. But I think they'll uh, 
I think they'll get up. I think they'll get up on it. Um, they just have to. Short of Voss pulling on the boots and jumping on the field himself to get them fired up, you know? It's, it's got to And if they don't, well, we'll do it all over again, mate. Oh, we'll be angry. One. We'll go through the yeah. cycle. We'll be disappointed. We'll be devastated. We'll cop the shit. We'll turn up, talk about it, and go back to the next week. The story will continue because we're, we're doing this till we die. That's what that's that's what's happening. Oh yeah, so, you'll be here till you got like two kids hanging off you and you're gone balding like the rest of us. You know, we'll be here doing a, this stuff. Got to find a mother first, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, it's added to chaos, hasn't it? Already, yes. it's added to chaos. No, you're right, Jimmy. Though, I mean, this is it. This is it. Do you know, what I mean, the club's been through worse times. Yeah, the club, oh, yeah. the club, the club has probably seen a lot darker days than this, and it probably dare I say it will see darker days than what we're seeing now. Mm. It'll also see some light days, but you know what? This dumb bastard and my uh, Greek, my Greek colleague here, Tez, we will be fronting up until we're either cancelled or we're yeah. dead. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, the club the club is aware of you guys, you know. They know they know of of the of the social media channels and all that. So they're aware of everything, mate. They hear yeah. it all. They hear everything and they watch they hear it all. Of course, it's their job too. And we make it easy for them to make them understand what the what the fan sentiment is. We make it really easy for them. We spell it out really clearly. So yeah, that's it's what I'm saying, right? Off-season content, we could do like a farmer wants the wife, Tez wants a wife. You could get the married guys. You've got like Gav Whelan and stuff. We could be the judges. What a concept. I'm a genius. Interesting. Reality TV. That's, we've gone from war to Coliseum. <laughs> to finding your wife. Yeah. Anyway, Jimmy, love your work, mate. Thanks for joining. No worries. Thanks, guys. All right, Cheers, Jim, mate. Thomas. Terry, how are you? Mate, we're, I think we're up and about again. We're ready. <laughs> You're about as confident as, uh, as my 12-year-old who's just left the room. Yeah. Um, he, the last two years, last year, he made me go to the footy where I haven't really wanted to go because those first 11 rounds of the year, he was excited. And uh, for a 12-year-old that fell out of love with our, our team, um, you know, those first 11 rounds last year, we we were up and about. The Sydney game that we won on the Friday night, the Fremantle game. Um, all of his mates are Collingwood supporters. All of his mates are Collingwood supporters. And it's hard for us to... It's hard for us to get up and, and be, you know ready for it. Do you know what I mean? And copying it today at work, all I did was just cop it from everybody. You know? <laughs> Your list is good. Why aren't you performing? Um, it's tough. And I've got a few years on you boys too. So 95, I turned 19 and I enjoyed 95. I didn't go to the game, but I enjoyed it. Wow. Um, it, it's, it's tough, especially for him who's left the room, but I know you're around the corner there, mate, because um, he's listening and he wants to, uh, I want him to enjoy what, what I enjoyed as a kid. So, 
Yeah. Um, all I can say is that good luck for Sunday. Unfortunately, we've got a, a junior football game at uh, 11.30, so we're not going to make it, but um, I, just hope respond. <laughs> I just hope they respond for us. Tell the young fella this is the week. He's got to be there. I don't know. He doesn't want to go to the games that, we, that he doesn't think we're going to win. Yeah. That hurts. Right. That, hurts. Well, that, that does. It hurts. <laughs> yeah. So, it just hurt. And it's tough. I remember being a kid um, and you want to see your team winning and you want to see your team successful, um, supporting a Scottish team in the UK. Um, all my mates supported big clubs in England. It was always the B-grade league. It's tough, but I mean, there's something... I, I don't know... Maybe it's the POM in me. We're very, we link sport to war, as some people will notice in the comments. It's very tribal. It's you versus them. And I think there's something very beautiful about that that attracted me as a kid because it was my people. It was me and my mates. And when you're out there, there's 200,000 people with you. I mean, how good's that? How good's that? That is exciting, man. Do you know what I mean? And history will tell you people don't believe in in the victor. Do you know what I mean? There was a little little island we all live on now. Didn't think that they'd beat the Japanese. They did. You know what I mean? They beat they beat Owen Adolf. No one believed in them. You know what I mean? And it'll happen throughout history. Do you know what I mean? The little guy will always win. We're a great club, and it's a great stepping stone. And hopefully, your beautiful son will have a team to be proud of because that's what he deserves. Well, as long as we come out and we show them, that's and, and I don't care if we lose. I just I, I'd like to win. To even if we lose, if we lose the right way, and yeah. we move more quickly, and we we oh, we, dare we dare to win. Yeah, I mean. yeah totally. You know I exactly. It. I get it. But so. I come to, to compete, and that's all I want. Just compete on the weekend. Mm. So. Fair. Well, thanks for joining, mate. Appreciate it. Pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Love you, Tom. Peter Vlahos. Hey, how you going, man? The How's man. it going? Good, mate. What's happening? I want to say a few words very quickly. I yeah. want fucking redemption. I want redemption on Sunday. I don't care, mate, about, oh, suck the coach, suck this. I don't give a shit. It'll stay until the end of the fucking year. I just want to see them... 100%. I want to see them just fucking use the ball well if they can. Unlike all the other shit. Just for one game at least. <laughs> and then we can worry about next week. We can have our therapy session, all this sort of crap. Just for this game, please. That's all. It means a lot, doesn't it? Sure does. Yeah. Love your work, Peter Vlahos. Thanks, mate. I'll leave you guys to it. Thank you. Cheers. Love it. I fucking hate Collingwood. Same. Those motherfuckers. Honestly. Motherfuckers. Can't wait for it to turn. It's going to be this week. I'd rather go on a date with any of my exes you name than than go to a Collingwood game as a fan of theirs. Fuck me. I know. This is it, man. We are at war.
We are at we war. We are at war for this week. Yeah. All right. Let's recap and bring it all together. Tomorrow night, 6 p.m., the selection table on the Pommy and Oz YouTube channel. You don't miss that. 7 p.m. on the Blue Abroad YouTube channel will be the Jumper Punch. And this is their special guest for today. Hello, Blue Baggers. Welcome to the Jumper Punch. I'm Adrian Gallagher and three times Premiership player for Carlton. That'll do. And make sure you tune in for the interview with Rocco and Vince at Tuesday at 7pm. Be there. Perfect. Love that. Love that. That's Tuesday. Wednesday, the besties next episode of their podcast drops. Ari and Nathan are here for the the rest. Thursday, Wednesday slash Thursday, I think the preview will be out. Maybe a little earlier. We'll see. Uh, Friday teams, Pommy, for a Sunday game? Yep, sir. That's a 5 p.m., I think. That's a 5 p.m. And then Sunday's special. Sunday's a very special day. So the build-up begins... The focus goes away from round nine and it goes back to round 10 and it goes, we finally get a chance. Like when you, when you strip it all back, we finally get a chance to have another, have have another shot at these motherfuckers. And that's what it is. So we've been waiting for this for a while without realizing it. And the moment has come. So I can't wait. Pommy, thanks for getting me up and about today, mate. You fucking got me going. Tell you what, you got me going. Mate, the real rivalry is this week, instead of doing a preview, me and Swoop are actually going to do a live stream playing AFL Evo 23. Amazing. Best two out of three. So that's the real game. Well, to, to make you, anyone who's negative, they're the real four points. That's the real four. <laughs> I won't let you down. <laughs> I won't let you down. Yeah. All right, guys. Have the best night. Take it easy. Go Blues. Go Blues.